Did you look up your Amazon Alexa search history? I did. Was it super creepy? No, it was actually not too bad. It was a lot of Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, turn off the lights. So I got us a domain. All right. Our listeners, and, and you, if you would like to, can go to exchangepodcast.com, and I'll put links to everywhere where you can get the podcast, like iTunes and YouTube and Google Play and all that. And uh, if listeners have a movie suggestion, they can do that, or they can tweet at either of us, which uh, I'm at Stephen Robles, and you are... Unfamiliar with my Twitter <laughs> username. I think it's just Nate Baranowski, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, Nate Baranowski. I put I'll put the links in the show notes because we do have show notes and yes. uh, people can go there. And I even put the link on uh, where you can watch the movies. So I put the link to the circle, although I don't suggest anyone actually watch it. <laughs> now, is there a way to, there's no way to watch Justice League and not pay for it, right? I mean, to legally watch this movie, you have to drop a few bucks, right? Yes, spoiler alert. Today's movie oh, that we're discussing is Justice League. This is why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. I'm mad. The 2017 DC comic book character uh, movie. Uh, so yeah, you cannot, I searched far and wide, you cannot watch this for free. It's not even on a, like HBO or Stars or anything like that. So you Man. do you do have to drop some cash. Now, <clears throat> a couple things. Background. This is part of the DC Cinematic Universe, which includes Man of Steel with uh, well, what's his name, Henry Cavill. You know, so you got Man of Steel. You have Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot, and then you have Batman v Superman, uh, which added Baffleck or Ben Affleck playing Bat- Batman in that movie. So this is the, I guess, fourth movie in the franchise, trying to compete with, of course, the Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And quick question for you. Have you seen all of those movies? Yes, I have. And I okay. will say, I-, I did not hate Man of Steel. I thought it was not bad. I liked Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman, I think, was widely recognized as Pretty good. Gal Gadot. Good Probably Wonder Woman. the best of the group, critically. Yes. Yes, I agree. Batman v Superman uh, began to take a hard turn word. Turn, <laughs> that, that's not a word. Hard turn downward uh, <laughs> in quality. Not, not as good. And I think this movie followed that trend and uh, was not great. Yeah. But that's it's, just my no, it, it, really, it really came across as a, you know what, we're going to have, this is our Infinity Wars. This is our Avengers. This is our big group. Um, but what would happen if we brought all these characters together uh, but didn't do any of the legwork uh, to get audiences <laughs> to the point where they wanted uh, these characters together? But instead, let's just jump to the payoff. Right, and I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe had many movies before the Avengers. You know, it had the Thors, the Iron Mans, the Captain Americas, all that kind of stuff. So the you know, Ant Man, right? Ant Man, uh, which the sequel is coming out pretty soon, and it looks pretty good. But I digress, <laughs> and I will be the first to admit that I 
Loved really it. enjoy. I, I enjoy. Uh, no, not this movie. <laughs> but I really enjoy bad end of the world movies. As I, sh- I'm sure we'll get to soon with movies like The Core and The Day After Tomorrow. Day After I, Tomorrow. Yes. yes, it is a, a guilty pleasure of mine to enjoy end of the world movies. So even if they're terrible. So we'll get to that. So, so well, anyway, so and for oh, me, ahead. it's everything that Liam Neeson has ever been in. I am totally with you there, and that includes Taken Three. <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't seen that. Oh man, yet. he looks all of seventy four years old, and I don't know how old he is in person. <laughs> but I don't they, know. To, to get him to climb a fence is about twenty cuts, and <laughs> none of his body climbing a fence. No, no, you know, and he was a Jedi at one time. That's the crazy part. He was Qui Gon Jinn, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, maybe I don't know if we want to go back to the Star Wars, the prequels, and consider those bad movies. You know what? I would love going back to them because I haven't uh, gone back to that well for a while. <laughs> that that the well of wonderful content of Hayden Christensen. Anyway, so Justice League begins with the premise that Superman is dead. He died at the end of uh, Batman v Superman. If you made it to the end of that movie, congratulations. You now know Superman <laughs> is dead. That's a, that's a, oh, yeah. So, so again, all spoilers. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we will spoil everything. So Correct. if you want to watch the movie, sans spoilers, go, go do that now. Pause the podcast. Go watch Justice League and, and you can come back. Um, but Superman is dead. At the end of Batman v Superman, and now uh, there's a new enemy that I've never heard of. Never really was into a lot of comic books, and the, the whole movie is basically uh, Ben Affleck gathering these superheroes and then fighting the enemy. That's pretty much the entire. That's movie. the plot. Yeah, no, no, you you nailed it. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Now I think I hate the opening scene with the with the phone video camera thing on Superman. These little kids like interviewing Superman. I, oh man, I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Well, that that takes me into. I don't know whether to bring this up now, but that takes me into. Remember, uh, last movie we watched, I was constantly distracted by the accent. Uh, this right. time, uh, due to the reshoots, they did uh, took the mustache off of good old Henry uh, because he was filming Mission Impossible at the same time that, that they did reshoots. And uh, they had to Photoshop out his mustache because he could not shave it contractually, um, leaving us wow. with the, the even that phone scene. I don't know if you noticed, um, sort of like the pirate at the beginning of a SpongeBob um, movie, where the, <laughs> the the mouth moves in sort of an odd way because it's just like a hole with someone's lips coming through. Uh, that is what we have <laughs> through half the movie. Of uh, Henry getting his mustache photoshopped out, and um, I, after watching this movie, I spent literally forty-five minutes checking the internet to see. I want to see all these shots again. I can't believe this made it into the movie. And so I don't know if you caught that at all. Oh yes, yes. Whenever you see his upper lip smudge tooled like in Photoshop, mm. and kind of a blurry upper lip or a slightly larger uh, plumped Botox upper lip. That is not his <laughs> upper lip. That is $25 million worth, worth of Photoshopping out a mustache. That is industrial light and magic Photoshopping his mustache away. Uh, now, I, yes. I have to see this now because I, I did not know that or see oh. it. 
And uh, once you so see it, you'll never unsee it. Just you take can't a, unsee it. Just take a gander down the rabbit hole of... Uh, there are so many articles on the photoshopped mustache of Superman. Um, but y- you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Okay, well, I will go back and see that. So, uh, you know, I feel like of all the the Justice League characters, I liked Superman's character, but all I feel like all his lines are terrible in oh, this man. movie. Even the opening scene where he says, "Yes, it's meant to. It's it's meant to wind like a river. It comes and goes." My a man I knew used to say that hope is like your car keys, easy to lose but if you dig around. Usually close by. <laughs> this is terrible analogies. Uh, yeah, I just can't. And just all when, his lines are just terrible. When he comes back, uh, oh, spoiler, it's probably the worst kept secret in the world, but they bring him back to life in this movie. And yes. I think they ask him, like, how death was. What was it like coming back? Itchy. That was his response. <laughs> I did. What? I had that as one. I had that as one of the lines to yeah point out how just ridiculous it is. Oh, but yeah, <clears throat> he has terrible lines. And then so that's the first scene. I don't. I don't like that. The whole phone camera scene. Whatever. Sure. And then there's this this weird montage intro, which I think is supposed to imply like how bad the world is without Superman. Right. And there's like the homeless guy on the street, and then there's an angry man kicking a box of oranges. Uh, yeah, and then gets and then gets arrested. Justice which, League viewer frustration <laughs> epitomized in I, orange yeah, kicking I man. I don't understand uh, that whole montage, and I, I don't know what song was playing, but uh, it was a very different feel than the rest of the movie. It I feel like the whole montage didn't really belong. Uh, right, just like right. Ben Affleck doesn't belong being Batman. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Get out of that I, bat suit. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck as Batman. I still think uh, Christian Bale was probably sure. one of the better oh, yeah. Batmans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and all like even the first fight scene that Ben Affleck does as Batman with the uh, criminal on the roof is mm-hmm. just terrible. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't look good. The special effects look real fake. Well, I just, I couldn't stand yeah, it. Ben Affleck is is not in the bat suit during any fight scene, <laughs> nor is anyone sure. in their bodies during these fight scenes because <laughs> you might as well just yeah. CGI'd Alfred into the bat suit, and he would have <laughs> he would have looked the same. It did. It did feel like there was. You could tell all the green screens and all the CGs, even even the main enemy you know steppenwolf just super cg you know it's like you know the hulk is cg but it doesn't feel that fake and i feel like in this movie a lot of the cg felt super fake right well and that has been um a response to this movie is you know the the budget of this movie was like 300 million dollars and one of the most most expensive and and yet the CGI in here looks tacky. It looks like uh, Steppenwolf, uh, not the the rock band, but the villain, looks <laughs> like like a really nice video game cutscene of a final boss. And right. no better, no better. I mean, no, maybe yeah, no better, yeah. maybe a video game character would be animated better, but. Yeah, it yeah, has a it, lot of good. of effects that I thought to myself, like, have I have I just become picky, or do it I was pretty, just expect it was pretty more? 
I feel like I feel like it was noticeably it was bad. We're introduced to Aquaman as Ben Affleck is going around recruiting uh, superheroes, uh, and this is the first time we see Aquaman. He's not sure. had a standalone movie yet. I I like his character. I feel like I believe his I don't care attitude. You know that comes across well. I think. Yes. Uh, spends spends a lot of time shirtless uh, for obvious reasons. Can we just say his powers are underutilized? And we can talk about this with the whole the the whole team together. Um, but Aquaman's powers are um, ability to use trident like a spear, ability mm-hmm. to breathe underwater, and use flatulence to propel himself underwater. <laughs> And I had a question on that. Like, I don't understand how he's moving through the water. Well, yes, he's, he's not moving. I mean, like, he's no half. Part of at, he's half Atlantean, uh, obviously. But what, what propuls? What what is his propulsion method? <laughs> I think like I already made it very clear how he. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, I guess moves. I'm not a comic. No, I'm not big into comic no, books. I, anyway. I think it's. I think it's just kicking his legs at a a very rapid speed. Arthur Curry. I hear you can talk to fish. I did a little mm. I did a little deep dive on Aquaman because I didn't know much about the hero. Um and because he's half Atlantean, like that that's what gives him his superpowers yeah. because he has to hold up to the pressure underwater. It's all, you know, right. uh, modification right. in order to live underwater. But mm-hmm. you would think uh he'd really control some water. Um here's what right. he does in this movie. He does a whole Gandalf throwing down the uh, the spear to stop a tidal wave of water for no more than three seconds, maximum. <laughs> right, which which my wife said, uh, "What is he trying to be Moses now?" Which I thought was <laughs> which I thought was appropriate. Yeah, you know he he definitely uh, he definitely parted it, uh, made a wall right. of water, but not you know not for that long. And then you right. think to yourself, "Man, I'm so excited for him to like ride a shark into a scene." <laughs> Well, guess what? The main battle and the rest of the movie, not near water. He doesn't even have a pitcher of yeah. water to fling around. He's just, uh, nope. He just surfs on bad guys' bodies and throws a spear. Um, yeah. Nothing cool there. Steppenwolf goes to retrieve the mother boxes from these different lands. It's terrible name. He, the the mother boxes, which is basically like the all spark from yeah. Transformers. Or the te- the uh, te- the uh, tesseract, the, uh, the tesseract. Yes, thank you. And he he has yeah. to go. The Atlanteans have one. The Amazon women have one. Um, and he goes and steals these. Well, the Atlantis scene. Yeah, they did a poor job of defending that box. They did, and you know, I feel like if they were as weak as they seem to be <laughs> against this guy, that they would have a few more people around the box. But. Uh, you know, I also feel for all didn't didn't help the Amazons. Mm, that's true. Which uh, we we'll talk about that scene next. I was curious, like for all their powers underwater, they needed to like create a bubble of air in order to talk to each other. <laughs> I feel like right, I feel like if they could right. do everything else underwater, like fish, they would have some kind of communication where they can stay in water. But anyway, I thought that was... right. They actually have to get out of water in order to talk. That sounds like a miserable way to live. You know, you can't bring a sandwich down there. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was a, that was a 
whatever scene. And so that's that was the second box. The first box was guarded by the Amazons of the Wonder Woman universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of, of Amazon ladies there uh, all could not defend it against Steppenwolf and his uh, uh, fear wasps, whatever they're called. Nope. Um, but there is this this scene where, I, I don't know any of these people's names, but like the main lady, she runs the box away. And there's this cool like chase scene on the horses. And mm-hmm. they like fire the box to each other by wrapping their lassos and shooting arrows. Like I thought that was, that was, was kind that of was fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun scene and, and Steppenwolf can't fly, but he can jump really far. And so he catches up. And, uh, at, at one point, one of the Amazon ladies gets pinned under a horse to which again, my wife commented, I thought these people were super strong. Why can't <laughs> they just lift the horse? Uh, we're introduced to cyborg, another comic book character that I was unfamiliar with. But I do, uh, I like him. I like him as a character. I lost your mother in that accident. I wasn't about to, I couldn't bear to lose my son. But you did. I got a language in my head that I don't speak. It's not just digital, it's alien. Every day I wake up different. Yeah, I mean, he was from, I have seen the Teen Titans cartoon. Uh, he's mm. part of that group, uh, played very differently. Um, apparently, he was more of a central figure during the first cut of this movie, uh, but a lot of his scenes were taken out. So I felt like they had a, a lot of places to go with it, but instead yeah. it was just kind of like, he's a little, he's bummed. He's bummed he's a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, but I thought, <laughs> I thought he had... I thought he had good dimension. He was, you know, he brooded well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was upset about his dad, you know, making him a cyborg or whatever. I thought they could have gone a little deeper there and it would have been good. But Yeah, he was, I, uh, I mean, I thought Batman had the, the brooding corner locked down, <laughs> but. He, he does brood a lot. And again, one of the reasons, like, Ben Affleck, I do not feel he broods well, like his face. And uh, maybe I'm being judgmental. Well, but... Ben Affleck looks tired. He's just, and I, I can't tell if that's his character. Like, man, I'm just tired of being Batman. But I just kept right. wanting to say in this movie and Batman v Superman that, mm-hmm. I, you know what, Ben, Bruce Wayne, like, you deserve to, like, hang it up. It's fine. <laughs> like, pass yeah. it on to someone else. And I, I felt a little, a little pity for him. Like, all right, you don't have to be Batman anymore. Like, you don't have to do this. Right. Just Which, and he home. does, like, he alludes to it later in the movie that he like can barely do it now. You know, someone says, "You know, you can't do this forever." I can barely do it now. I thought there was some news that he might hang it, actually hang it up after this movie, and they're looking for another Batman. But in IMDb, there's a page for the Batman, which is supposed to be the next standalone Batman movie, and it has Ben Affleck listed as Batman, but. <laughs> It also says it's in pre-production, so I don't He's know. just 65 years old in the retirement community. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just old like, Batman. He just wears the, the hat. He doesn't even put on the whole suit anymore. <laughs> the cowl. Yeah. So, so anyway, the last character we have <laughs> in the Justice League is the, the Flash, again recruited by uh, Baflick. And uh, I don't know how you felt about him as a character. I, I felt like he had a couple funny lines. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, it was trying too hard. Right. I, I, get, I get the reluctant and insecure superhero part. You know, he's not dealt with fear wasps and huge 
uh, enemies before. So I get the hesitancy, but it just felt like it was, he was supposed to be the comedic relief, obviously. And he has the one line. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. I chuckled. I thought that was funny. Good line. Yeah. He he has uh, to really carry the comedic nature of this movie. And that's a lot to fall on one character (laughs) surrounded by brooding and gray people. Right. So the the other character I do want to mention is uh, Commissioner Gordon. The few ha, times that have we, we see mentioned him. Wonder Woman, have you? Uh, I guess uh, or not. You, you don't. Okay, so only ma- only male characters is. Now wait you. a minute. Wait a <laughs> wait a minute. So I, I guess it's she doesn't come to mind a lot because like she did well, and it felt like she was consistent from her previous movie. Sure. And she does nothing bad. Like she's she's fine. Like she's. I don't know. I guess she's, she's level headed and consistent. Yeah, she's she's the moral rock of the of the group. Um she should very well be the leader. Um uh, the idea that Batman leads this group. I guess through this movie we find out that actually they need Superman to lead this because no one wants to follow Batman. He doesn't uh <laughs> inspire greatness. No, he broods too much. Um uh, so Commissioner Gordon, all I want to say is I cannot unsee J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Toby Maguire Spider-Man movies. Right. So I, I cannot take him seriously as Commissioner Gordon. I feel like Get even though his here, lines Parker. are not, <laughs> yeah, even though his lines are not comedic, I only hear J. Jonah Jameson and just kind of I don't know. I just can't take it seriously. Did you pay me in advance? <laughs> You serious? Thank you for what? Standing there? The planetarium tomorrow night, eight o'clock. There's the door. <laughs> so, uh, the so the team c- cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the team realizes they cannot defeat Steppenwolf on their own, and so they decide to resurrect Superman with the Mother Box. In uh, a, uh, a yeah, just strange. And so the concern is he's gonna wake up from the dead and be a zombie or something like that. And it kind of comes to fruition. So they do resurrect him, and he doesn't really know who they are, and he's not himself. And they so resurrect he, him by having the Flash run really fast, which I assume is yeah. exactly like when you drag your feet across carpet and build up a static mm. charge and then touch a, you know, someone. I believe that's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. does. Any scene where you see him running in the Speed Force... <laughs> He he runs really funny. Like that does not look like a normal run. Right. I I think what I think probably what they did is they put him in a rig and just had him like mm. run in thin in thin air and be like just make the motions of running, but yes. not actually on the ground. So like that's what it looked like. It does feel like that. So when they resurrect Superman, he uh you know pops up out of the goo or whatever shirtless. Uh, it, in a, yeah, inexplicably loses his shirt, tie, and suit jacket mm-hmm. from the coffin, but not his pants, mm-hmm. conveniently, mm-hmm. which, yeah, just, just strange. That's the Hulk, so the Hulk conundrum. Yeah, the, right. For, one, for some reason, the pants never split, just everything right. else. Uh, so he fights the Justice League because he doesn't know what's happening. Uh, they all are overpowered. Uh, there's the one scene where the Flash tries like running up on him. And Superman, like, slowly looks over, and the Flash realizes that he is, like, super speed, too. Right. And uh, that's kind of funny. And then Batman shows up, and Superman is not happy about seeing Batman. And I think he does something like, you, you know, some kind of, some kind of something like that. And then he lifts him up by his face, you know, flying in the air. Right. And he, he, he says, Tell me, 
And it was just so strange. Like It's a callback to Batman v Superman because that's what Batman said. Oh, is it? Batman said to him in his little bat suit, Do you bleed? <laughs> well, it was de- it felt like it was delivered terribly. So and this his- is a turnabout moment. I see. It, okay. Well, his mouth and face look so strange saying it. And like, is it because a mustache is being removed yeah, in this scene? It, it must have been. It must have been. It was so strange. And so Batman uh, calls Alfred and says, "Bring the big guns," <laughs> which is uh, Amy Adams, of course, playing Lois Lane. Which is hating super- this role. Amy Adams hates this role. She has to be like, "I am a great actress. What am I doing?" <laughs> which it is like she was great, and also Alfred. Uh, I don't know his name. Jeremy Irons, the voice okay, of Scar from Lion King. Oh, very good pull. But, uh, you know, he's a great Alfred in the few scenes that he has. Sure. You know, I enjoy him. But anyway, Amy Adams comes and uh, Superman somewhat snaps to his senses and uh, drops Batman. <laughs> and then Batman, I guess supposed to be in a funny way, is like, oh, something's bleeding. Whoops. My body is all achy inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he really uh, he really delivers the zinger there. Yeah. And then uh, Superman flies away with Lois Lane to a cornfield, as you do when you're Clark Kent, Superman. Yep. And uh, I think there's a line that you particularly enjoyed in this moment. You smell good. Did I not before? Is this improv? Is this... Is I, I can't believe that... She says, you know, her her love of her life or the love of her, her last movie is back to life. And the first thing she, or the thing she says to him is, you smell good. <laughs> he responds with, didn't I smell good before or something like that? That is I I rewound the movie uh much to my wife's chagrin because at a 2 hour <laughs> runtime she constantly paused this movie and it was just like oh we have another 45 minutes we have another hour of this movie but I could I could not believe that was the scene because there was no like like I've missed you so much. I, you know, right, I thought right. you were dead, blah blah blah. At least the canonical love storylines like something so superman uh, agrees to help and uh, we enter again it feels like very quick we enter like the final battle just kind of very quickly mm-hmm. and uh everyone's there except for superman they don't know if superman's coming or not and uh, they're looking at the uh he has all three boxes now uh steppenwolf he's uh there there he says the three are becoming one <laughs> which my wife again <laughs> said oh it's a trinity reference <laughs> <laughs> little, right. little blasphemy there, right? Uh, and then, yeah. So the final fight scene on the flight there, uh, Aquaman has like a little speech, which we later find out he was sitting on Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. We're with you till it's done. Honestly, I think we're all gonna be dead way before that. And you know what? I don't mind. It's an honorable end, but we gotta shut Steppenwolf down. Superman's a no-show. You got no powers, no offense. This guy might be working for the enemy, we don't know. You're tripping over your feet and mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's okay. You know, usually before a big battle, you know, I always think of the canonical Independence Day, you know, when the president makes that speech. Sure. 
He goes, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight, all that. You know, you want, you want the inspiring. Wait, do, do you know more of that speech? I felt like you, uh, you really cut it off there. You didn't really lean into it. Listen, I can, I can recite the last we few We will not go it. quietly into the night. Interesting story. My high school graduation, the valedictorian uh, was a, you know, classic funny guy also amongst the school. Sure. And he, mem- he memorized the entire speech from the president in Independence Day and then delivered that as his valedictorian speech at Brilliant. graduation. Brilliant. I, I'll have to say that was one of the best ideas I've ever seen someone had. And it was incredible. <laughs> and everyone was on their feet after it because it does kind of apply to a high schooler graduating college also. You know, <laughs> we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. And it was, it was amazing. So wow. that, that speech particularly sticks with me. Uh, from that experience okay oh well will yeah. will this aquaman speech stay with you no no i feel i feel like he was neither that funny nor that inspiring nor that important <laughs> it was like oh we need to have somebody talk before we go into this last battle scene so let's do this right and so we enter the final battle which is uh you know steppenwolf he is merging these three boxes at this uh i guess russian area town or whatever yes by a nuclear power plant can we talk briefly about a family that gets a lot of airtime the the russian family in the house that is living in ground zero new steppenwolf land throughout the entire movie we keep revisiting this russian family living in the small house and this is apparently near a nuclear power plant that steppenwolf is like setting up shop Mm-hmm. with the mother boxes and it's very clear it's trying to come across as like a chernobyl situation yes we see no one else living in this town except for this family and somehow the little fear wasps never break in to kill them even though they can seemingly break into everything else at any other point in the movie i figured so I don't get this that. out i cracked this code Okay, please. Please share. Um, by the way, I love this family. The, these characters are the characters I care about the most in this movie. I, I agree. I'm just like, oh, man. Like, don't don't let this family get killed. Like, I right. was just like, I don't care about the rest of you, but this family. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, like, how are they surviving in here? But I believe this is, I believe this is the answer. Okay. The Russian family did not experience fear mm. they were they were not afraid therefore the fear wasps right. could not smell them right. and attack them like if you um, remember the scene of like the little girls got the bug spray the dad's right, right. like turning his home into an i am legend fortress <laughs> yes and yes. they're like ready to do battle and i just want to like i think this family didn't wasn't scared they were like ready yeah. to ready to yeah fight they're these ready dudes. to go yeah i mean that that dad probably lived through the cold war they're literally living under the shadow of a an exploded nuclear power plant smokestack you know yeah probably. this is nothing this is nothing his <laughs> beer has got nothing bring him on and so obviously you know this family is supposed to bring stakes to this final battle because they're in danger and I just feel like the scale, you know, I think back to the second Avengers movie where the city of Sokovia 
is being like you know floated up into space (laughs) thank you but there's like uh you know, hundreds, seemingly thousands of people that we actually see in danger and they're being, you know, they're trying to evacuate them. And here, like the movie tells us there's lots of people that need to be rescued, but still this family is the only one we see. And then at one point, Superman and the Flash go to rescue people and the Flash like rescues this family by pushing their truck which died before they could escape the city. You know, the Flash pushes away far away, which is Flash pushes this truck from a stop to probably hundreds of miles an hour (laughs) and tells the girl who is in the truck bed, hold on. Yeah. I'm just saying, plot hole number two, the G-forces, that girl's gone. Yeah, physics-wise, that didn't really play out. And those sparks, are they got to be doing something. (laughs) Really, there's like lightning, like striking the girl as, yeah, I don't get that. She's fine. Superman is then, like, the Flash does that, rescues the family in the truck, and then he looks over, and Superman is carrying, like, an entire apartment building, supposedly rescuing a bunch of people. But again, like, we see no people. No, no, that that, that costs money to have extras. (laughs) And all the scenes of the city... Like, we're given no reason to believe that anyone else lives around these people. So, I don't know. I feel like, again, just plot hole. They're trying to create stakes of people in danger, and I just don't. I don't feel it. I don't know. I I felt it with this family, and that's about it. Right, yeah. So, And then the last fight scene, the boxes are becoming one, a la the Trinity. And, you know, the Justice League is trying to separate them before Superman comes to the scene to help. It's just Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and they're supposedly getting their butts kicked by Steppenwolf. But when Superman comes, it, it just feels so out of balance. Like, Superman beats Steppenwolf, like, with ease. Superman don't need no Justice League. He doesn't need <laughs> <Right>. everyone else. <laughs> but then Superman goes up to help separate the boxes or whatever, and then Wonder Woman and Aquaman can handle Steppenwolf. Like, I don't understand why they couldn't handle him before. And now, inexplicably, just because Superman is there, I guess the river of hope or the car keys of hope on his chest to give them the the, the power they need to overcome. I don't know. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. They found their car keys of hope. So, how do I help? We buy him some time. He can stop that box from destroying all life on Earth. We hope. Well, I knew you didn't bring me back because you like me. I don't. Not. So anyway, they they defeat them. Superman and Cyborg separate the boxes. Superman and Cyborg have these like weird exchanges where Spider Superman's like, uh, "Are we gonna have some blowback when we, uh, you know, separate these boxes?" And Cyborg's like, "I think so." <laughs> and then and then they get knocked over once they actually do it. And Superman's like, "Can't feel my feet." I take it back. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my toes hurt. <laughs> you know, and, or whatever. Like it, it's just, it's just ter- terrible lines. Like neither funny nor meaningful. It's just so weird. <laughs> there were moments that were kind of fun to watch, like Aquaman, you know, jumping from wasp to wasp and using his trident and whatever. But it was like, meh, it was all right. He's trying to use the water from the taps, but the water's been turned off in the town for a while, so that's not working. He's got two water gallon jugs in each hand, and he's just pouring it out, trying to control it. Yeah, so, I don't know, I I felt a little like, you know, the two-hour payoff 
because you know, Batman v Superman was like two hours and 45 minutes or something. And I felt like even the last, like the doomsday fight, like that was a, that was a fun battle to watch. Like regardless of how good the movie was, you can at least appreciate the action and mm-hmm. fight of that. And this one, it was like, eh, it was okay, but not, not on the level of, you know, the Avengers or whatever. How would we rate uh, this movie? Should we do a, in fear wasps? Or uh, mother yeah, I boxes. Think, I, no, I I think mother boxes. I think <laughs> yeah, mother I boxes. Like, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, so how many from zero or from zero or one? Zero. I, guess I think zero. zero like if <laughs> gives a little more flexibility. Right. So it's from zero to five mother boxes, Nate. How would you rate Justice League? I would give this movie two mother boxes. <laughs> And I feel like that's generous. The movie yeah. is long. Uh, the movie is uh, does not look great. Does not have great acting actors. No, or, no, the I writing. Take it back. Yeah, has yeah, good actors. Right, the actors yeah. are fine. I think it's the script and the story. Right. Yes, but like these are these should be the cream of the crop superheroes. Like these are like DC has a lot of great IP to pull from right. and True. that kind of elevates it for me because no matter what this movie uh was touted as when it came to the theaters like i knew i would eventually see this movie because it has batman and superman and wonder woman and like all working together right against a bad guy and there's still a 12 year old boy inside me that says like i don't care about the rest of this i just want to see superheroes all come together as a team Right, yeah, that bumps that it up true. to two mother boxes for me, <laughs> and apparently you need three to turn it into uh, the unity. I think it's called. Oh, the, the yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Three mothers equal one unity uh, <laughs> equals uh, yeah. kind of a Sedona, Arizona uh, <laughs> landscape. One, one unity plus Steppenwolf equals hellscape. I think that's the the equation. Yep, I will agree with the two mother box rating you know again some of the scenes like the the horse chase and uh you know wonder woman's first scene where she stops a a bomb from some villain you know there's a couple scenes that i enjoyed watching and there were a couple funny lines that i will give the movie but the rest of it was just i i feel like the most disappointing part was superman you know after man of steel you know i liked superman i liked his character after Batman v Superman, I could still give him a pass, even though Baffleck is terrible. Uh, but this movie just made me not like him as Superman. I think just because of the writing, like it was just it was bad. And I'm gonna have to go back and look at all the Photoshop mustache scenes because oh, that man. sounds harrowing. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. So I think uh, for our next movie, we had a couple of uh, nominations. I don't know. Maybe we should figure out some kind of like roulette method. Like maybe we should put these movies in a uh, Excel spreadsheet and like randomly, uh, you know, point at one. Right. But uh, I don't know. I, I suggested two to you last night. Which which do you think uh, we should do next? Is is the commuter out and ready for consumption? Absolutely. I I think I'm ready to do the commuter next. Um, Taken five with Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh man, Liam Neeson as an action star yet again all right well uh, listeners you can tweet at us 
your movie ideas or suggestions. If you have a terrible movie you'd like us uh, to review. And if you could take a moment and rate us in the iTunes store, that would uh, help us be discoverable and found by other listeners who would enjoy Nate and I waxing poetically about terrible movies. Sure. Be the first person. Then you can say five years from now, mm. I, I jumped on before anyone else. That's right. Before the other four people jumped on. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening today. We're brought to you by Ben Affleck's Batman Cow.